welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. And we are here in the legendary Peter Street Station. And I have here a guest with me that I think is honestly making his Simply King visual debut. <laughs> I want to say that he's at least been on the pod for about four four times. I think this is like the four he's in the part of the four timers club, you feel me? Um, I have here with me Elijah Green Bay. How you feeling, bro? Amazing. You feeling good? Amazing. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. We in a, I, I appreciate you even suggesting to record in this beautiful space, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna make sure I capture some nice little shots and things so y'all can see, you know, for the folks who are uninitiated and far away for you to see exactly what's going on, but bro. They have yet to visit the portal and this is definitely one of those places. Uh, the address itself is 333 Peter Street and uh, pull up. Yeah. Wednesdays for sure, if you want to just catch a vibe. Um, we have a jam session, so if you got a, a song on your heart, you know, a few words. Come on come now. Through, get a little sketch session or whatever, come through. Come on now. It's beautiful. So uh, let's first catch up. If y'all have been listening to the Simply King podcast, y'all will know that a person by the name of Stretch has been a part of the pod since the very beginning. Genuinely believe you were the first or second guest. I think you were the first or second guest. Um, and it was our Generation Us episode. Yeah. yeah. And um, so you gotta go all the way back to the, to, you gotta go back, you gotta to go back. Beginning. When you go back, you know what I'm saying? You gotta go all the way back to 2015 and really catch that episode. But what I love is that, you know, introducing you into everybody who's now seeing your face, seeing who you are, if they didn't go and do their Googles to see, you know, who you were when you were doing um, the episodes you did before. But now you introduce you as Elijah Green Bay. So it's been a lot, we got a lot to catch up on. And um, I think that that's a good, I think that's a good place to start. Um, I came to know you as, you know, you're the nickname being stretched, your government name being what it is but you have went through an evolution, you know? And I would love to start with what the reason, the why of the revolution first before you even get into like the name, the name change and what the, the substance behind it. The why is kind of what I kind of care about first. Okay, I dig the why. The why is usually like very dense. Yeah. So I'll start with what. Yeah. Kind of think about what is a name. Yeah. You know, like a name is an identifier. It, 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 it points to an address of something. Yeah. Um, and our addresses uh, unfold uh, just a, a world's experience of something. Yeah. So if I, if, I, if I point at a tree and say this is a tree, at the very base of it, you know it's a tree, but you don't know what kind of tree it is. You don't really know like what type of fruit it bears. Um, and, and for myself, it, it came to a level of um, self-evaluation. You know, like, what what do I prefer to be called? And And then in addition to that, when I'm called by these names, who is answering? Mm. Um, so, full transparency, um, my mother gave me a name, my father gave me a name, um, and then the community around me has given me a name. Yeah. Um, and all of these names, like, come to this address. This face will appear. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be, like, real stern. Yeah. You know, I'm very present. I'm here with you. I'm looking. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or you know, it'd be like you know a big smile. You know, yeah. and that's that's definitely the stretch. Like yeah. you know, anybody calls stretch. You know, you gonna get uh, you gonna get this. Like even as I'm saying it, like I, I can't help but to like yeah. like my 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 anatomy changes. Yeah. And I think that's what happens when we become we come to a space of self definition. Mm. Um, and and that's what really stoked the the internal question of like, all right, how do I define myself? Mm. And what is my name? What makes up my name? And yeah. Where did, where's the origin of these names and things of that nature? And then there's there's a whole lot of like uh, 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 I guess you could say literary uh, implications to names. Yeah. Literary and legal implications to names. Yeah. Um, and and that's very nuanced and it can get to being like meta when you talk about it because I'll, I'll you, you say a word. And then that word will have like four meanings, but if you don't know the four meanings of those words, then you're kind of lost in just the one meaning you know. Mm -hmm. So, I like that. I like that. So, why the name you chose now? So the name my mother gave me, which but the name my mother gave me, the name my father gave me, they both agreed on both, so they both appear on my birth certificate. So I'm not, I'm not just pulling these names out of like thin air. Gotcha. Um, Elijah was the name my father gave me. Gotcha. Um, and and after a point in time, uh, Stretch was also a name that my father gave me, but then my also my godfather like just naturally started calling me Stretch. Yeah. Um, and and it stuck with the community around me and. and and why the name Elijah? I think I, I outgrew the other names. Yeah. It, it, it almost felt as if, to a degree, um, the people who were calling me by the name my mother gave me, they, they, they were missing parts of the definition of that name. So when they were calling on this name, they, they, they didn't have context or pretext. Mm, in what way? In a, in a way of uh, consideration. Okay. And I think a, a lot of um, a lot of it not a lot of it. A portion of it is, is surely like um, is surely like maturing with my ego. Mm. And I think that's a lot of what we're trying to figure out in our human experience is how do we mature with our ego? We, we always talk about like silencing it or, 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 or overcoming it, but it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It don't go nowhere. For sure. Um, so I, I would recognize when like people are calling my name and I'm like, I can hear an inflection on my name, but that's not the response you want. Yeah. You know, like I, I see your facial expression, nonverbal communications that come with like us speaking are things that um, agitate the ego yeah. and that, that, that shift us from our like our, our space of like calm. Yeah. Um, and for myself, I, I definitely feel like I outgrew like feeling too attached to that. So I'm like, all right. The simplest thing would probably be to, to allow for people to to meet me at an address where I'm really going to be at. Exactly. Call me Elijah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then, you know, I appreciate Stretch too, because Stretch is still like, you, you can't really like, anybody who's met Stretch really can't say too much ill about Stretch. Yeah. You know like, yeah. You know, like, like I said, like Stretch is, is, is Stretch is probably the, the, the label of my ego, if anything. For sure. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the spirit. Yeah. Um, and uh, I heard it defined that way when I was at CAU and we were uh, becoming orientation guides or what have you. Yeah. And, um, and Shari Scale said, OG is a spirit. Hmm. And, 
and it started to make sense when I like actually got in the swing of like doing tours and like being around students and things of that nature where like I turned stretch on. Yeah. And I would even introduce myself as stretch. Yeah. I would tell them my name, but I'm like, you know, call me stretch. I live the stretch lifestyle. People right. would feel more comfortable to meet me at that address. Yes. It's a familiar thing. I'm you, like, you, all, yeah. over, you know, here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, to your point, it, it is familiar. Yeah. You know, in that sense where you can relate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I still allow people, I'm not, I have no issue with being called Stretch. Yeah. I have no issue with being called Elijah. I also have much of an issue with being called the name my mother gave me. Yeah. Um, yet I think those addresses are, are, are personable in a mm-hmm. way that, um, in a way that there is a level of like context and like pretext yeah. to like, to like even uttering the names. Yeah. You know, like we talk about our, this is a mild segue, but please ask me another question before I ramble on. Oh, for sure, I got um, you. But we talk about like our relationships with, 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 with God or deities. Yes, I like where it's going. And, it, and it's really about those names that we call. You know, you, you can call Jesus, uh, with all the all names, Muhammad, so-and-so, whatever. Yeah. But it's the name that you call on that like, that gets you the response, that, that, that brings you to like that, that, that stream of consciousness that says you are you are you are one, and then you are in commune with that thing. Yeah, I like that. I, I feel like you know, I think names do mean a lot of things to a lot of people. We just don't take the time to acknowledge it in every sense. Because I think in the human existence, that's one of the things we take for granted because it's kind of something that you um, aren't a part of when you come into the world. You know. You literally are coming, you come, you breathe life and then someone calls you a thing that you didn't opt into or not. And you have to live with the repercussions of what that thing is. You might be born into a family that's extremely well known. You may be born into a family that's hated. You may be born into a family that's extremely loved and or that name changes over time. You may be born to a family that's a polarizing, that has a polarizing history to it. Um, or born into a family where you feel not even different at all because there's so many people with that same name. So you don't even really feel like you stand out and you want to feel special. Um, You maybe take the name of somebody else who's existed several lifetimes before you, Um, either being, you know, I can only imagine the people who are who are named Muhammad, who are named Ahmad, who are named Jesus, who are named biblical names. You know, ones that just like give you so much more weight. You feel me? To even like go to to like look at my names, and before I even made a decision to be called anything, yeah. I'm like, all right, let me look at what I have, yeah, and then look at like where these where these appear in time and space, exactly. And the name my mother gave me, a lot of people, older people, reference a, a, a famous '90s, uh, you know, uh, R&B artist or whatever, and I'm like, yeah. I get it, okay. You know, I just kind of like start to feel like I can sing. I have to always start to sing, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, you know, when it when it comes to like looking at Elijah, like the, just the story of Elijah was like the, the person who he was a prophet who essentially is saying what we're talking about today is yeah. is is call on your God, not the God somebody else told you to call on, because the God that somebody else told you to call on is gonna fail you every time. Every time. But there's this one God that that you call on him and you be patient and you allow for it to tra- you allow for the works to happen, you'll see the you know the 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 the, the response. You'll you you really will receive what you called on. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, that was just like like awakening for me because I'm like, all right, who am I calling on? And who's calling on me? 
and how they call it over there. Right. I think that that's intriguing because to, you know, to level set, my government name is Rodney Perry. And I think that King was something that came to me uh, in a familiar context, in a sense of um, community familiar context, like where uh, a lot of people, I think I said this on a podcast uh, earlier this year that I guessed it on, um, a lot of people didn't have too many references for the name Rodney, not at our age group, not in our generation. It's an older name, it's an old, it's an old man's name, you know what I'm saying? They stopped truly making a, a, a bunch of new, fresh Rodneys, probably in the 60s and shit, you know? Uh, if, you're, if I talk to people of a certain age, you know, they can tell me about a few people they knew or grew up with named Rodney. If I go to people in our generation, they can tell me about people that they, you know, maybe they had an uncle, maybe their granddad, maybe their father is named Rodney. I met several people who told me this, and then you, all the Rodneys I've met that are closer in age to me are all juniors and thirds, just like myself which I think is so intriguing um, to kind of carry someone else's name and um, what, what what that does to you and what that can do to you in terms of like your uh, self-definition, as you say, you know, like, do I need to be like this person now? Do I need to be model my life after them if they've led a life that's, you know, crazy important and, and publicly known or what, you know, what exactly do I need to do? And, um, I think that was the part that was so intriguing to me because um, I didn't grow up with my pops. So it was this weird ass, like, damn, carrying somebody I don't even really know. Mm. You know, so it's like almost this detachment from it in so many ways because it's like, why? And I got this full name. They wanted them cutesy, you know, they gave me the first and last and gave, and gave me a little individuality in the middle. Nope. <laughs> you, have, the, you have a middle name? I do have a middle name, oh. and it's his. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I got the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? Which I've met other people who are named, have namesakes of their fathers where they might have, you know, they might give them, it was like, we're going to name, we're going to give him, uh, we're going to call him Jamal. We're going to give his middle name Jamal. Your, your middle name Ernest. Right, right. Let's not get the boy <laughs> Ernest, you know. He, his name already about to be Michael Ernest Johnson. You don't need Michael Jamal Johnson. Let's do that. Make it sound a little modern, you know. Right. Uh, but no, Rodney Keith Perry was the thing. And um, to not have a relationship with somebody and to be connected with them in name is such an interesting thing to kind of carry in your life. Because mm -hmm. I can assume that the assumption is that this is a, a symbol of, you know, of heritage, a symbol of legacy. When you name somebody, you carry on and you give somebody this this junior title or this second title or whatever you, however you want to spill it. Do you think that um, as a, do you think that it's, hard or easy in like today's age to you know stop at any point in time and self-define yourself or is, do you have to hit these pivotal moments does something have to happen or is it kind of free-for-all like you really can redefine yourself at any time wow uh i mean <laughs> you can really like redefine yourself at any time just because of like the digital space you can really yeah. just change your, your, your handle and be for somebody sure. else for sure or make a new page and be somebody else and for like sure. really begin to create this like life yeah not catfishing though yeah <laughs> we don't condone catfishing yeah, so you fat kelly prices out there look calm that shit down look but i can see stay real use your own pictures yes please, please. yeah you look good how you are we believe you. We believe in you. For real. But um, outside of that, in, in the real world, I think um, 
what I experienced when I when when, when it was like like just notifying people, like yeah. giving people to notice yeah. was cognitive dissonance of others. Mm. And now it's like, hmm, are you a different person now that you like choose to be called by a different name? For sure. And uh, to a degree, it's like, no, not exactly. Huh. There, I'm sure you, there most many people have seen this post as like, uh, uh, something along the lines of, I apologize for, uh, for, uh, poor relationships I had before because of my lack of abilities to set boundary, healthy boundaries or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I think that's all it really is. It comes down to it. And, and, and I think it, it, the, the only like barrier of, of like entry is, um, is knowing how to brace yourself for the cognitive dissonance of those around you. Hell yeah. Because you'll meet people where, and I always think of it as to be an interesting archetype. It's a multiple different types of archetypes that'll do this. Let's say if my name, let's say if I meet someone and I tell them my name is Rod. And I can't see you. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't ever, it's people who call me that, but I I let it shake, but I never introduced myself as such, which is interesting how it happens either way. So let's say if I say my name is Rod and then someone discovers without my knowledge what my full name is and starts to continue to call me that. And I'm like, you know, which people do all the time. Your name, you could be like, hey, hey, what's up? My name is Rich. Oh, how, how are you doing, Richard? And it's like, it's Rich. And they'd be like, no, it, your name is Richard. I can call you, I can call you Richard. Now, like, you, now you overstepping the line. You now I'm become a different person. Yeah. Because now the address you're trying to reach me at, I'm not there. Right. And I see you next door knocking on that door. And I'm like, hey, you should probably leave that door alone. Ain't nobody there. They're like, no, nah, you there. And, yeah. and now you're disturbing me where I'm at. And now I gotta come outside and talk to you. Exactly. Exactly. And you're still getting me. You're still getting. You're still getting rich. You're still getting. You're still getting the one that I told you to meet. And that's the interesting part about it is because I think people take familiarity um, under their own wing, and I think people do it all for their own comfort. I think a lot of folks um, in conversation and having so many conversations, I think I've learned so much about what motivates someone to say something. Um, and sometimes, you know, you know, you, I think the only version of that, the only way that you see that happening in the wild is when people say, uh, you just like to hear your own voice. It's the only real true, like occurrence that where I kind of hear people acknowledge the reasons as, as to which people approach communication. You like to just hear your own voice, right? And I've heard them say that to so many different people. When there's so many different reasons for so many different methods of communication. And someone who likes to hear their own voice, it could be a message they're trying to send. And you know, when you talk about reading between the lines, it's something that I think people can do in excess because a lot of people don't always just read the words that are being said to them. And then also think about the way that they're saying the words. Are they even using the things in the right semantics, the right syntax? Because all those things matter in terms of what it is being said. And I'm a stickler about that to only a, a particular degree. Because sometimes, because we, you know, when it comes to like A, V, E and dialects and slang, you let you allow for so much room to play and be creative in how you speak. But I do think it's intriguing when you consider and you kind of challenge people as to why they say what they say. And um, some people are trying to, you know, establish some dominance. So they, they, they shake your hand, they ask you your name, they tell you what their name, what their name is, and then, you know, continue on in the communication. For the folks who might want to call you wherever they want to call you, 
maybe trying to establish some dominance, maybe not wanting to respect what it is that you are because they don't really have anything to that they believe is due respect and either. It's hard to disrespect boundaries when you have your own. It's hard to disrespect your own sense of like self-definition when yours is undefined. You know what I'm saying? When your when your sense of being is undefined. So for a lot of people, I always found it interesting when they approached me and were, um, and I would always say my name in a certain way. And I've seen it in multiple occasions in small gatherings and small settings usually where they're like, ooh, Rodney Perry, okay, how you doing? And I always like notice that. Cause I always wonder like, oh, I wonder what makes them hear me say my name and then react that way. As if I said something, said something that they've never been through before, a name, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think it's a lot about the gravitas of like, when you say things, when you come with things, the way your voice sounds, the confidence, the um, the information that all those things give anytime you open your mouth. So so when I, when I call you Sir Perry, yeah. how, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? That makes, that informs me that my friend sees me in a high place, sees me as a person who is important and wants to communicate the importance that I have, that he has in terms of his perspective to me. Yeah, get a flower, there we go. Um, in terms of his uh, perspective to me, that's how I would see it. It's like Elijah saying Sir Perry, cause it's, it's, uh, it's, it's familial, it's, it's almost a, it's a compliment, you feel me? And it just it's just a way to kind of make people feel good. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way if you were to, you know, tell somebody, like give a compliment on how somebody is dressed that day or whatever, whatever. It's just a way to go about it and just and be cool with language when it comes to it, you know? I think that's what it is, you know? I know people joke about the, you know, the kings and queens, like, hey, queen, you know, how, how you doing? You know, grand rising queen and all those type of things <laughs> these days. Mm. But I think, and you know, those things could be, uh, become, you know, jokes, but I also, under, I, I'm okay with the intention, you know? I get it if it's, I get it if it's been kind of bastardized to be, you know, real Hotepian slang and shit. But in reality, I do, uh, I do appreciate this sentiment and, um, and even when people, cause like for me, King became something that was um, a pen name that I claim and redefine for myself. People called me that because they didn't have any references other than Rodney King to my name. People are in our age group. So motherfucking Mrs. Officer by Lil Wayne, happy belated, <laughs> his birthday was like two days ago. Um, came out in that part of the song where, you know, Rodney King beat it like a cop. We were in our emphasis, we were in our like, teenage, we was in, we was in our teenage years when that came out and folks would always look at me like, I gotta do something. I went, I went to a school, I had, I went, I had a Rodney in, in my class yeah. in high school. He never really get the same kind of like, like, attention from, from that one, but that's interesting. Yeah, and it, it's crazy. I've met a lot of Rodneys over, over my days of living, and what's interesting about it is it's like always an extreme. It's never an in-between. Mm -hmm. I've only met Rodneys who like kind of draw some attention to themselves in some way, shape, or form, or ones who are like extremely introvert. It's like no in-between, mm -hmm. which I think is so intriguing to me, but it ain't that many of us with that name either. Though. It's like Definitely a, a known, very, no, very known, uncommon name. Like everybody knows the name. It's not like some. It's not like well, I've never met. I've never heard that name before. You know the name. You might know one to two people. 
Definitely. you know, that has that name. And that makes it even more of a, a drawing thing for me as a from a self-defining and like deep existential kind of set context. Would you say that, you know, since you changed the name, how do you feel about yourself? Do you think it's a different feeling? Because you bit. did it for you, you know? A little bit. A little bit of a different feeling. Because it's, it's now I'm really... Uh, I see my I see it as uh, taking my life into my own hands. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's self-defining. So there's a uh, declaration of the United Nations that talks about the... Uh, it's the rights of indigenous people. Okay. And um, in 2012... Obama signed and agreeing that, that the United States is in agreeing to upholding this uh, declaration. Okay. And a part of the declaration uh, defines or, or, or notates that it, it gives indigenous people the right to self-declare, to self-govern, the rights to their indigenous lands and uh, 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 institutions and things of that nature. Yeah, and um, when I read that, it, it kind of had me thinking, and, and and even more about just like not only my name, yeah, but where the people I got the name from, yeah, and then the people they got their names from, yeah, and and seeing more so of how much how how American we really are, mm. and 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 how in that Americanness that that we really have a, a whole lot more to be responsible for mm. and um, and when I made the decision to to um, to self-declare yeah. like I, I, I wrote up an affidavit got it notarized yeah. filed it on public record you could go down to Fulton County and like search up the number I ain't gonna put it up here you can, yeah but I get you man you can we can have that conversation or whatever but you can find this and, and it's, 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 it's it is public record that you are what you said that is exactly damn so so from so there what, so what's the significance of doing that like what do you get from doing that what do i get from doing that now now i control my story really yeah because like you said when we got here we were given all of these things we didn't never say yeah i'm here we were children we had no concept of left right i mean we had no concept of these things yeah but we were given all of these things yeah so what do we do with all these things we're given yeah where we're responsible for managing these accounts, we're responsible for 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 directing ourselves through time and space. Yeah. With no context. Yeah. But as we get older, we gain the context through life experience. And now with that life experience is on us to make adult ass decisions on how we gonna how we gonna propel ourselves and those who come after us into the future. Yeah. Um so, like I said, with that just comes a whole lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. you, you really got to be, I really realize that I'm the master of my fate, captain of my soul type shit. You yeah, for sure. Mean? And um, so I do feel a little different. Like, I do take myself a little bit more serious. Not yeah. even, I want to say, I, I, wanna, I take out the little bit more. I take myself seriously. Yeah. And uh, in, in certain settings, like I said, you may see like a more stern face where I'm like, like we could laugh and joke or whatever, but that ain't that ain't right now. Right. This ain't this ain't that. It right. ain't it ain't happening like that right now. We right. we we're about to really like work on some shit. <laughs> like you exactly. know, we're really like developing something because this is my life. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like this is really this is 
this is part of the the the, the, mm-hmm. the never ending story of who we are until the flesh disappears. Yeah, and I and I, I I really dig that. You know what I'm saying? I really dig that. And I remember when you first like broke it down to me. It was funny because I, I remember you asked me. Was I'm surprised you ain't like asked me about you know why I wear this on my head or anything else? And I was like, shit, I just expect you to tell me. To be quite honest, like unless unless you got unless it's gonna be something really truly groundbreaking, and I need to like I'm already sitting down. I need to sit. I need to squat to take this news. You know what I'm saying? For me, for me. I think it's dope because I love that, you know, what we choose for ourselves. And I'm a, I've been a big, and I've noticed it even more recently, I'm a big um, self-improvement junkie for sure. You know, in terms, I, I remember, and I, it's funny, I, I've been quoting folks like Tony Robbins and shit since I was like in the ninth grade, just talking about like how to, you know, better yourself. And that was came by way of me thinking I got to be the best version of myself because I don't know, I don't have any examples in front of me of people who are trying to do what I'm trying to do. I don't want to, I don't, I have never seen an existence outside of television that can show me that I can have a world and a life outside of this, my hometown. So that means that I have to see it through myself for me to really ever see it. Um, and I can like obviously meet people who went away and meet folks who are not from here, but it's like y'all still didn't have the beginning I had though. So it's hard for me to like emulate your life when you were born in New York. It's hard for me to emulate your life if you spent you know majority of your years in a whole other country and now you're here. Like you still have a thing that I can't relate to. Like it's hard for me to say that, you know, and I, and I love how, you know, as discovery goes, you start to learn and learn more and understand more. And the person that I want to, and I think it's the first time I'm ever saying this on the pod or even out loud in general, a person who I want to get deeper into understanding the life of is uh, Gil Scott Heron. And uh, a lot of people who may, you know, if you don't know the name, uh, the revolution will not be televised is what he became known for, a poet, writer, uh, and just overall kind of just, you know, activist as well. Uh, was born in Jackson, Tennessee, uh, unbeknownst to a lot of people. And um, and when I learned that little, you know, nugget of history, it, it kind of like blew me away a little bit because it's like somebody who was born in the same place as me at a time where it was even less lesser developed, still a small town, still, you know, still fairly slow for all intents and purposes compared to a lot of the spaces and places but a lot more happening in comparison to when he was there. And for him to fashion a life that he did and to become known and for his voice specifically to become known, I feel some um, connection to in a lot of ways. But I think it took me going to school, like doing the work, just living life and doing the work to realize that the significance of this overall finding, you know what I'm saying? And I get it if no one else uh, really has this particular um, recollection, but it's interesting how like a quantity of things can diminish the value of certain things. You know, it feels good when you learn if you grew up in a certain part of Brooklyn, you learn if there's somebody that you admire or somebody you can look up to or somebody you've come into knowledge of lived in that same block. What a diminished that for some people is to learn that so many people just like that man or that person lived on that same block too. They'd be like, well, shit, I guess that's where we come from. <laughs> you feel me? And it, it would literally like take it away, you know what I'm saying? To where it's just a thing. 
It's not even um, anything that's of specialty. It then becomes just what you expect. Um, shit, you, if you're an athlete and you fast and you're from Florida, it's kind of like, yeah, duh, you're from Florida. You know, if you are a person who is... But it's, but it's, it's when the person who is amongst those people who are yeah. fast or, or, or great carpenters or great speakers who takes their name seriously and carries it with them everywhere they go exactly. and puts a stamp on it wherever exactly. they go that says that one, you know, people like I put I put whatever on the map. Yeah. I'm I'm representing for any everybody who has this name, one, everybody from which I came who gave me this name, two, and everybody who knows me by this name. Yeah. And 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 then I think even when we begin to like define other names and I think that's the interesting thing about like artists is artists always like not would say always but like uh, Prince you, you got Prince probably the best example I'm going to just say that yeah Prince was was at one point you couldn't even say his name you yeah. just had to like see it you're like alright that he here yeah he here yeah but, but it, it but from from where he came it's probably like you said plenty of people on the block first of all who played ball like crazy who could sing amazingly in quartets on the corner, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do watch and show stuff. All that. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that was like, you know what? There's something about me at this address yeah. that says I'm unique. Yeah. And my uniqueness is is something that 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 people who, who know me by this address yeah. are going to continue to come back. Yeah. And then not only are they continue to come back, they're going to share it. They yeah. gonna, they going to gift the name to other people. Yeah. They're going to name children after me. Uh, at yeah. At this point. For sure. And uh, that, that I think, that it's, it's odd because it's, it's just it's just words after a while. It's, yeah, and I think that's the, that, but I think that's the interesting part about it. And I always think about the, the power of it all. The power of language is so interesting to me because you can write a book and it still be something that's relevant thousands of years later. You can create words that are forbidden to even be spoken out loud. You can, and these things are all wrapped into cultural things and timing and all all these things, obviously, but when it comes to a name, I think it's extremely intriguing because for me, I see, you know, King as um, the labeling of my, you know, spiritual self, the labeling of my highest, uh, my higher self. Um, it's the thing that I think is uh, the intrinsic intangible that people may be attracted to when they not might not know why, you know, like some about you. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that. it's, right it's that. You know it's what I'm saying? Same on, on this side, it's the stretch. Exactly. That, that's why I'm because because I think there's a thing that you know draws us into people. Right. It draws us in. It draws us into you know ourselves sometimes. Something that we're trying to be led by the intuitive God, even being that name. And um, because we live in this world in whatever way. And I think, you know, you think about like, you know, avatars and all these various um, kind of copycats of that idea amongst the world now. And now even to an even deeper degree to where they're trying to blend together with things like, you know, Web 3.0 and virtual reality and augmented reality. Everybody got to have a name. Everybody got to have a username. Everybody got to have a technically an address. Everybody got to have a shorty. That's Everybody got to have a shorty. Everybody got to have a shorty. <laughs> Everybody has to have something that, you know, defines what it is that you are and what it is that you um, shall be. Um, and I think that's really all it is because it's, it's crazy 
how things can be redefined and how things can become in a pocket of where it's like, because I feel for some people. I feel for a lot of folks who are associated with names that they didn't know were going to become names that uh, now got a stain on them publicly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your damn name is Robert Kelly, fucking Donald Trump, or shit, you was named Kanye even. I can only imagine how many people, you know, look at you in a very specific way, you know? Uh, Cause it's like, damn, I just, I ain't, you know, you can choose to change name. And even folks who may feel a way about their names, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, I love unique, the black uniqueness of creating names. And a lot of people have a lot of different ways about it but I think I understand the reasons, you know? So if you do got a name with, a, you know, with 13 letters in it, baby, and everybody say it wrong, so you got a nickname, you go by Keisha when it's like LaKeisha Lachey or something like that, and that's all one word, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. Because it's about your comfortability at the end of the day. Because to me, if you tell me that your name is this long, drawn-out name that your mom was made into this amalgamation of her name, your father's name, and the name she just liked, then that's something that we can do. That's something that we can figure out. That's something that we can honor you with by saying it, you know? But I think if you create nicknames, create other names to acquiesce to the world around you, you're doing yourself a disservice. You know what I'm saying? It's not good for you at the end of the day. Like, if your name is hard, and you feel like your name is hard to say, so that's why you don't give it to people instead of being like, no, this is, this is what I would like to be called. I'm cool if you do it that way, but I always am a firm believer. If you like, Hey, no, like help me get it right. Like, let me sound it out. Let me do it. And I've had people who, you know, been listening to the pie had definitely can see with the guests that I've had on where I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm look, I'm trying to say it right. I'm trying to get it out loud. I might, the might murder, you know what I'm saying? I got a draw. I got a draw now. But I'm gonna get it right, and eventually, once I get it right, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it going. And when I reference you again, I'm gonna make sure I say it right, because that's how it is. When any with every other person that's quote unquote respected, if they get a if they get a particular name, we got to say the whole thing. If you doing media or any type of journalism, you can't be sitting here, you know, just abbreviating shit just off of all the willy nilly. People do it. People definitely do it. I don't know if people are always opting into that abbreviation or the acronym of their name. <laughs> you feel me? I don't know if people be liking that shit. Name slick back. You got to say the, the whole thing. thing. Say the whole thing. Say the whole thing. Because it's like, why not? Like, why not? Why, now, think, why mislabel each other? Why mislabel each other? Why misidentify one another? Why? And, and, and to me, it's like, it, it says more too about yourself if you can't comply with that. It says more about you if you can't just do what I ask. It's the first, it's a first way to kind of respect someone. It's the first way to like almost appreciate the agency of somebody else. It's by them telling you they call, they go by something, and you complying with that. If you never comply though, what does that say about you and how you feel about that person and humankind in general? Because, and I think that's where, you know, slurs and things like that in terms of the lexicon of the human existence come into, come into play. And that's why they hurt. That's why they mean things, because they are attached to actions. They're attached to history because it's like, oh, yeah. So I can't call you a bitch. I can't call you this racial slur. I can't call you out of your name, because if I call you out of your name, that means I'm really trying to deliver some disrespect. But I think that it's levels to that disrespect, too. 
like I referenced earlier, if I literally approach you and tell you that my name is Rich and you keep and you keep calling me Richard to be cute, I think a lot of people should stop those things. If you genuinely, if you receive what the messaging of that is and that's something that you allow because of the whoever the person is in your relation, sure. I can't tell you how to police your own agency. But if you really don't like that shit, say something. You know what I'm saying? You got to. Like, why would you allow for people to continue to call you whatever they want to call you? You know, shout out to Benny Roosevelt, <laughs> who I think is a, a gentleman and a scholar, a gentleman and a scholar and a creative in his own right, who truly and, I, and I've done it even in the episodes where I think the first episode he featured on, which I think it applies to his conversation because he doesn't freely tell people his government name, which a lot of people don't. So I don't think it's that weird even when people be be real tense about why people do that. It's like, what's your name? When folks try to bypass the name you give them, be like, that's not your real name. What's what's your name? I told you what I want to be called. Right? That's, that's it. That's it. I don't give a damn if I say Stanky Lou. My name is Stanky Lou. Hey. All the Stanky Lou's call me, there. call me, call me, call me what I say. Sure. You feel me? So what's dope about it is like, even when people, I've heard people even say to him, it's like, what's the name your mama gave? And he was like, Benny Roosevelt. <laughs> That's the truth. And it's the truth. It's the truth. And it's like, so then what? Because then you 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 go into the familial aspects. You go into all these different things. You know, we can get into the you know the the titty boy of it all. You feel me? Where it's like, yeah, you you can sit here and complicate everything. But at the end of the day, if I tell you to call me something, and even if I tell you to call me something, this person to call me something else, this person to call me something else, you don't know how I'm devising myself to find it. This shit is this shit is a a, a multi, this, we can do this in a multitude of ways, which I'm a firm believer of, which is a good pivot to, you know, how I wanted to wrap up this conversation. And that is the the something that I've gotten into because of, you know, spending so much time in solitude and spending so much time in a space that I never I never been in. And you've done the same. You lived away Five from years, bro. You know what I'm saying? We, we both did some vids uh, in, in solitude <laughs> in terms of self-discovery and what we had to learn about ourselves. And I really, right? And, and, I, and, I, and I love that we both are on a, a parallel journey of kind of distancing ourselves from that and leaning into what our creative prowess and our own and professional aptitude really is and applying it to ourselves and the communities around us. Something about like, as a, person who defines himself as a man and attaching myself to that. What really started to intrigue me in the recent years is defining what that means, you know? And I, I've had several conversations. I would love to know how you feel about this. Um, I've had several conversations with different women specifically about how uh, I'm detached from a lot of things that are traditionally seen as being defined um, as quote unquote, what a man is. And because of that, it draws to me to feel like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to define what I see my sense of man is. Like the man that I am, this is what it is. It's not just one way. Because it's the narrowness of those definitions that I don't really jive with. You feel me? Um, because if you say that a man is, you know, oh, a man is a, you know, is a person who, you know, provides and protects and da da I was like, okay. Well, it fucks with my my brain when you say that because the first person who ever did that for me doesn't define himself as a man. So what do you do with that, you know? And I say that those things, so that means that those things can be categorized as actions to me that you can commit yourself to 
consistently. And you can still get those titles to say, yeah, I may have that as an adjective of who I am, but is that what I'm self-defined to be? Is that what is the makings of me? If you take everything, if you go, I stop doing that, am I less of a man? If I do that, in a, if I do that poorly during a time in my life, am I less of a man? I think that that's the interesting thing that's attached to it. So for me, I've come to a place to where I've started to self-define myself in different ways and have expounded on that in ways that feel comfortable to who I see myself becoming instead of attaching it to the traditional thing. Okay. You know? And I would love to know in terms of how you self-identify as a man, do you make that specific or do you find some, I guess some um, attachment to the traditional sense of, uh, of that word and traditional definition of that word? Hmm. Uh, so when you were saying that it, what, what came to mind is, um, c'est la vie. Uh, for me, the measure of a man is probably like just biologically. Like, mm -hmm. are you bio, you got the parts to mm -hmm. be a man, mm -hmm. you know, as far as anatomy goes. Yeah. But I think what we try to like blend with our, um, our genders are our functionalities. Mm -hmm. And I think those are like two different things to a degree. Mm. And they're measured differently. Okay. Like I said, for me, from my perspective, um, yeah, to, to be measured as a man is really like anatomy. But the other things that measure or that we've been meshing, for me, I'm an illustrator. So I'm just measuring my ability to be the, the best illustrator I can be. Mm -hmm. So does that come with my ability to provide for those around me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Does that come from my uh, with my ability to um, produce a certain amount of income? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I think that's more so what like my mind goes to when when like measuring and evaluating the um, I want to say value, lack of better word. Yeah the value of, of the person I'm sitting across from. Yeah. Okay, what 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 do you actually do? You talk about actions and, mm -hmm. and, and being a, a, you know, a proponent in this, this human interaction, yeah. this human experience. Okay, what do you do? How well do you do it? Mm -hmm. Who do you do it for? Yeah. How does that aid and support those around you? Mm -hmm. Do you love it? Do those you do it for love what you do? Yeah. Those are the things I consider. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, I think if anything, that's that's kind of what is what has been blended from my perspective in uh, our human experience. Are those things is, is is our our propensity to to direct our our energy, our spirit, the king or the stretch into something to provide for those around us, mm -hmm. so that we we uh, define a sense of value, and and that is everybody mm -hmm. and I think it's all inclusive and, I, and that's probably where the, the divisiveness in the conversation of, oh, of yeah. what defines man and woman is because we're blending all this other stuff in that we just don't want to talk about like alright let's, let's actually have the conversation of like aside from you being a woman which is great and wonderful you aside from being a, being a man which is also great and wonderful which you know what, what do you contribute mm -hmm. what do you actually bring yeah, that's how that's... <laughs> you really bring it to the table. <laughs> People always get around in furniture, huh? Exactly. Always bringing up furniture. Like, I but no, I, I guess I feel that. And I guess to 
to get clarity, would you say that like, you know, because to me, I always see it as like, if you're not a, if you're not showing up in a particular way, then that speaks to because there is there, there is a measuring aspect to um, manhood and womanhood these days. And I, I feel you on in terms of the conflation of things like where people are just bringing things together that don't have to be brought together because they are uh, because they are popularly and most known to be attached to particular genders. To me, I always, I think what detaches me from so much of it is I, I look at the human experience from an objective context, not just a subjective context. So it's hard for me to understand what life can be from only looking at the, the people who may have a similar existence to me. Is that is that particular existence something that is I'm restricted from for some reason? And if I'm restricted from that, ask myself why? Right, and I think that restriction is attached to desire, you know, and I True. think some people make, they try to start making arguments about things that aren't genuinely uh, applicable. And it's like, so, do, there's I, so many, do, there's I, so many do men. I not gain inspiration from a Frida Kahlo because I'm a man? Exactly. You know, like, it doesn't, it doesn't really, like, add up or make exactly. sense. But, because now we really begin to separate our human experiences where we don't interact with with someone who is essentially different from us in you yeah. know, our, our our flesh suits. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's where we get into um, a sticky situation because we start to conflate the actions of the actions of people to a particular gender or a particular type of person um, in general, and attach that to our overall being. When in, to me, it's kind of like choose to be wherever you want to be. Because that's going to feel better at the end of the day. That's going to be better for you at the end of the day. And the only way you can evolve and have a starting point is if you do that, if you start there. By like literally saying, this is who I am. This is what represents me. And this is what I'll grow to be. But also leave space and room for somebody to change. You know, leave space and room for somebody to become different. And I think that that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it hard for a lot of people because they see if you're a person who has an affinity for a specific thing, then you, oh, you must be, you're trying to be like this. You're trying to be less woman-like. You're trying to be less man-like. You're trying to be less this, that, and the third. When in reality, you're choosing to do what you want to do. Because if we look at life as restrictionary things, we're going to be living a very restricted life. When to me, it's like, we live this life to, to me, and we can define so many aspects of this life that we live in a way that's genuinely beautiful if we allow it to be so. But we can't allow it to be so if we see ourselves as like, well, I mean, can I do that? I mean, as a man, can I really do that? And if we keep saying that into life instead of just trying the thing that we obviously got a desire to do, you know, we see it all the time. These like as a man as, you know, tweets and as a man as and as a woman as type posts and conversations that are started when in my my idea of it all, I was having conversations in 2015 about the true relevance of chivalry and, and shit like that. Because how much does it really matter? What is the bearings of this thing? And does it, and, 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 and if you, and if it matters to you to do that, and if it doesn't, to allow for others not to. And I think it's hard for people to live in, um, in true, genuine, private, personal subjectivity. And I think that's where it all boils down to when it comes to a name. It's I want to be called this. The reasons can be 
public or not. Nevertheless, call me this. And if you see me acting in a way that is, is something that you didn't think would be attached to my name or who you think I am, tough cookie, baby. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I never said this because I call, I call myself this, that this, that you can then infer these things because I define myself to be this, that you can then infer these things or that I can never even have the idea to ever change. Cause I can, I can evolve, I can become different. I fuck with that though, I fuck with that though. Do you think, um, last question, do you believe that in your own self-definition and your new, your newfound sense of it, cause you've been, you've been living in this, this new way and this new definition and this new, in this new name sake, um, this new sense of, you know, new evolution of your identity for quite some time. Do you believe this is just a start to continue this journey in self-defining or you feel like you're settling in and just maintaining? Uh, hmm. I think a little bit of both. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's settling into the, the declaration I've, deci- I've chosen yeah. and furthering the, 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 the journey of yeah. Detailing out the rest of the definition. Yeah. Because I think, it, like I said, with the with, with the names that we choose to be called by, there's so much context and pretext yeah. that come from life experience yeah. that, that add gravitas to the name. You Very know what true. I'm like, yeah, you, you wouldn't, if, if somebody walked by and was like, oh, my name, they, they called me Jay-Z, you'd be like, in the early 90s, you'd be like, all right, I guess. But now you see today, you're like, ah, right, I guess, okay. for sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that's really it to, to say the least. I think I feel the answer it. was in the question is both of those. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I appreciate you, bro, for giving me your space, giving me your time. I want you to let people know because you got a lot of pages and a lot of things you got going on. Let them know how they can support you, follow you, get into whatever you got coming up. Let them know. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram. Not even on Instagram. Go to my website, stretch.solutions. There we go. There it is. <laughs> you know, I, I'm an illustrator by trade um, and operations manager by profession. Operations specialist, really. I just like, when I take things serious, it's time to like do things. It just makes sense that we like get on the same page. For sure. Um, we can do ideation together. We can come to Peter Street Station, sit here, chop it up, catch a vibe, as the people love to say. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and build together, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and stretches is really the business now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we're looking to do is to create design that reaches um, and, and work with people who are passionate about the things that they want to develop, that they that they want to influence and, and impact those people around them. Yeah. Uh, so the website is stretch.solutions. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, the number one period stretch. Um, and currently what I'm working on is a series of 40 shorties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you go in there, you'll see like these, these, like these, these small sketches. I call it modern minimalism caricatures. And that's exactly what they are. They're these short form like stories of, of people I interacted that have great experiences with. So it's going to be a, 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 a king shorty soon, yeah, very yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah, let's um, go. Give and, me my uh, shorty. Yeah, yeah, shorty's in run, the run me my shorty, shorty. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, find me there, honestly. Um, and anything else, I mean, you, you'll find the information from there, honestly. Hell yeah. Um, and Hell if, yeah. if you'd like a shorty, you can 
request a shorty on stretch.solutions or um, on the Instagram page, send me a DM. We'll respond. For sure, for sure. And you can find all the details for Elijah Green Bay's things, all things to get in contact with him, specifically the, uh, the website as well under the description of this episode, no matter where you're watching, because if you didn't know, you should know. You can tune into the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are streamed, including just now the Samsung podcast app. That's new. You know, they got new things coming out all the time and you got to catch them when you catch them. You feel me? You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs on all uh, media platforms, social media platforms. My TikTok going up. Go get on my TikTok. I'm arguing with people in the comments and uh, giving discourse when you think it's an argument know the difference you feel me uh you can follow the podcast at simply king pod on all things from uh facebook to ig i appreciate you i appreciate you i appreciate you keep tuning in i'm back in atlanta and we gonna honestly just keep this little vibey ass location shift and vibe going you know what i'm saying i'm back in my second home you feel me so i'm trying to tap in with the beautiful people of atlanta and georgia you feel me and, um, and even the folks who travel through, because it is the busiest airport in the world. So I'm going to probably catch folks even when they just in town. You feel me? It's going to be a vibe. So make sure you sit in, buckle in, and get your earbuds tight. So this has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. I've been Rodney Perry, also known as Kane. That's the name. And this has been Elijah Green Bay. You can call me Stretch. <laughs> and this has been Simply King. Peace. <laughs>